simplicity. Uh, you know, how, how, many of you, how many of you love drama? Mm -hmm. Some people didn't raise their hand, but you don't know sometimes. Sometimes you can tell if a person likes drama or not by what they do in an argument. There's some people that love, you know, I never understood. There was this scene, there was this scene in The Matrix out of all of the deep quotes in the movie The Matrix. I understood all of them except for one. It took me a long time to understand that statement. And I did not understand that statement until I opened up a church. And that's when, when uh, Neo went to go see uh, the Oracle in the basketball field. And you remember the Asian gentleman that he had to fight before he went in? And then once they stopped, you know, uh, he said, okay, I'm sure, you know, sure of what, that you are the one. He said, all you have to do is ask me. He said, no. He said, you never know someone truly until you fight them. And I did not know what that mean until I opened up a church. That was a revelation. Someone like, oh, I can go home. That, that laugh was, well, I came for what I needed in church today. It's time for me to go home. You want to go to the restaurant? Yes, I'm good. I, I got what I needed. That's what that laugh was. I recognize that. Okay, so you know how sometimes you're looking for a word and you're like, oh, well, I got it. You can go ahead with the rest of the sermon. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> okay, so, but that, that is true. You don't know. I've said it a different way, you know, because, um, you know, almost all of our volunteers, staff members come from places that are more controlling in nature. So I always had to, you know, how many of you know everybody says that their food is good until you eat it? Maybe that was the benediction, Carla. We, maybe we can all go home. Okay, so, so everybody says that their stuff is the best one in town, and, you know, uh, every business says our product is the best. Every church on the website, we be the ones that walk in love just like Jesus, and, 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 and first-time visitor, they treat you wonderful. And then when you get your foot in the door, oh, Lord. And so I've always told people you never know how someone feels about you until you make a mistake. And so always remember that when it comes to uh, particularly business and, and nonprofits or churches, um, no matter what they tell you, you'll find out truly how they are when you have made a mistake. And so, uh, you know, everybody that is a part of our staff and our volunteer staff, et cetera, uh, they have all made mistakes. They don't know because I didn't bring it to their attention because uh, the mistakes that I made that are more than everybody put together, the Lord didn't bring it to my attention. There are, a lot of, there are lots of, th the Lord speaks when necessary. And so, so there are things where he will, you're doing something wrong now, and unless it's going to destroy you, he won't say anything because he knows that as time goes by, you will, it will, you will begin to realize what you were doing wrong. Any of you been there? And so, uh, and, so, uh, and so that's how it is with, uh, the, with the Lord. There are lots of things that I found that I was doing wrong, and I was just like, he didn't say anything to me about that. You know, you go back, if you study the life of, uh, who did he tell to leave? Abraham. Oh, Lord God. <sighs> it's one of them days. It has been one of them mornings. So he told, it's interesting, he told Abraham, um, he said, leave all your family members. It's the time you got to do that. Leave all your relatives. Leave your daddy's house. And he said, leave everybody. He said, and, and go to a place that I will show you. You know, make sure that air is like on 70. If it's not, bump it down to 70 for me. Um, but, uh, but he said, leave all your family members. And he started out the gate wrong. He took Lot. But notice God never said anything to him. Why did you disobey me, Lot? I mean, Abraham, I told you not to take your family members. And, and he went, he took Lot with him. Um, and then he went to another land and his wife was so fine. He did this twice, by the way. This is another lesson is that children do what the parents do. Because when you, Abraham did this, and when you read the scripture later, it said that his sons did this too. But when he went into a city, he told his wife, now look, you so fine. And when they see you, they're going to kill me and take you home. You know, that's 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 something else. I don't know what that is. That's not a model on a magazine. That's that's another level. The, the men and the women, if you're interested in a teaching on this on on our website, um, I think it's session number four or five underneath the marriage conference. I did a teaching called Beautiful. How many of you remember that teaching? 
And I went through the scripture and showed you how 99% of the people in the Bible, the scripture brought out that they were beautiful and had a bad body. The scripture wanted you to know that because God is in the beauty. They didn't like that. God is in the beauty. Oh, Lord Jesus. Let me go ahead and just preach this way. Let's just go on back to the story. His wife was so fine. He said, you need to lie. So sure enough, the princess said they saw this lady. And they was like, wow, the king, he needs to see this right here. And sure enough, she lied, took him to the household. How many, uh, how many agree that, that it's, it's not right to lie? Okay. But it's interesting. Abraham lied about his wife instead of telling the truth. Now, watch this. This is what's deep. As God had already promised a man that he was going to make him a father of a great nation. He had already promised a man future prosperity. He had already promised a man all of this success in the future. Yet he forgot about what God said. And that's why he started lying. I mean, you can't do this without your wife. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, but what's interesting is that when the king brought the woman to the household, it says that long story short, God threatened the king. He said, you a dead man because you got another man's wife. And so the king said, well, I didn't even know I did this out of the innocence of my heart. Then the God says something else. He said, yeah, I know you did it out of the innocence of your heart. This which is something weird. That's why I prevented you from sleeping with her. Because there are some things that even though it's your fault or you're in sin, God still won't let you. How many of you when you were in the world and you were out there doing crazy stuff, you got ready to do this one thing. And even in your darkness and your foolishness, something told you, no, no, no. You, you don't go this far on the dark side. You know, you don't do some told you that was the Lord preventing you, even in your sin, from doing something that you would never recover from. OK. And so uh, um, because he knew that you were going to come in. I had to say this. That's not always the case for folk that are not going to come in because God knows the ones that are going to come in and the ones that are not going to come in. I remember Joe Osteen when he gave one of the best. It was either him or Joseph Prince. They gave one of the best definitions for grace I ever heard. And that is uh, the definition of grace. One of the definitions of grace was God knows that you're going to give his your life to him in five years. So while you're in the muck and the mire and you are living in sin, his grace protects you as though you are a Christian because he knows you coming in in five years. That's why the Bible says the goodness of God causes you to change. OK, so. You know, so the point that I'm making is that he did that. But it's, it's deep because when the man came back to Abraham and said, man, why you lie to me about your wife? He said, well, I thought you were going to kill me. Boom, boom. And said so the man said, you got to go. You got to go. And then he gave him servants, gave him gold, gave him silver and gave him cattle. And so the next scripture says that Abraham left the man's kingdom full of riches that he lied to get. And the Lord did not bring that to his attention. Now, I'm not. Look, if you're a first time visitor, I'm not playing with just giving you a license to go out there, and rob banks and lie. The Lord, grace is covering me and all that type of stuff. People do stupid stuff like that. OK. And so and it wasn't until uh, later on where Abraham did something that was very drastic that then the Lord said, OK, now because of this, he said, now you really messed up. And when you, every time you read, every time you read. What's going on in the Middle East? Every time you see a terrorist attack, every time you see this war between Israel and the Arabs and the Arabs fighting one another, every single time you read that, that is only going on because Abraham made one mistake. He did not believe what God said because it was above the natural. He could not see how this was going to happen in the natural. He listened to his wife and they came up with a secondhand idea and secondhand ideas always have side effects. So he came up with another idea and said, you know what, we're going to do this our way because God does not know what he was talking about. How many do I have over here that have done that? Lift your hand in the name of Jesus. God don't know what he mean. He didn't mean this. No, that's exactly what he mean. It's just meant, but it's outside of your understanding. And so as a result of that one decision. I almost said something and that would have been so rude as a result of that one decision. Um, um, you know, it messed up. So, <clears throat> you know, be careful. I have no idea why I was sharing all of that, but it was good anyway. OK, so I am. Uh, what time is it? Nine fifty five. This is one of them days I just feel like 
doing nothing, going back home. So, you know what, Severus counts. I'm going home to watch Looney Tunes in my bed. Somebody bring me some IHOP or Chick-fil-A or something. <clears throat> so, but you know what, I do want to share a couple of things. You know what, let me, I, I will read the scripture. Um, and it's found in Psalm, whatever Psalm it is. My Wi-Fi is not working correctly. 24 verse 3. It says, who shall ascend into the hill or the mountain of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place or climb up there? Only him that has clean hands and a pure heart. You know what? Let me read this off of here. (laughs) Who may climb the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? Only those whose hands and hearts are pure, who do not worship idols and never tell lies. They will receive the Lord's blessing and have a right relationship with God, their Savior. Such people may seek you and worship in your presence, O God of Jacob. So, you know, we read that scripture, I think, one Wednesday ago or something, and we talked about how uh, the, the moment you give your life to Christ, because until you become a Christian, the Bible says you don't have a life. Um, you just don't have one. You, people say, oh, I got a life, I'm a billionaire. That's because you're looking at it from your perspective. You can be a billionaire in your eyes and broken gods. Okay, you remember that in Revelation? Jesus told that one group, it was actually a church. He said, you say you are rich. He said, but not only are you broke, you're also miserable, tired, and broken. Because they see, and and let me say something, you all. One of the reasons why God will look at a poor man and call him rich is because they look at you based on eternity, not 70, 80 years. So it's no different than if I'm a billionaire and, and I have an inheritance, Okay. Now, the children may be like, guess what the children would say? Oh, we're rich. Now, they're not walking in inheritance yet, but they're thinking about the future money that's going to come to them. So they know that they are set. Not at this exact moment, but we are rich. And so they're looking forward to, you know, you see some situations where the kids look forward to the daddy dying. You know, you need to go on and be home with the Lord, you know, and get your full reward so we can get yours. Okay. And so, but that's how kids look at it is that, man, this, if, the, if, the, if the daddy told them, look, I'm a multimillionaire and I'll set aside this money for you, you know, there are men who they become multimillionaires, even billionaires, and they leave inheritances for their children, but it's staggered. What they do is they, you get this amount this year, you get this amount in five years, you get this amount in 10 years, because they know when you get the first amount, you're going to do some stupid stuff. And so then when you go bankrupt, well, okay, let's try this again with round two, (laughs) you know, so that's the reason why to do that. And so that's why the Lord will look at you and he will call you certain things and you won't believe it because he's looking at the full spectrum. You're looking at just that one second. You base it on your past mistakes and God is basing it on who you are. The mistakes don't define you. It's who you are that defines you. Your race does not define you. Your gender does not define you. Your mistakes, even your past sins don't define you. What defines you is what God said about you. And whatever God said about you, if you don't say it about you, God will stand in front of you and call you a liar to your face. I don't know what to do. You're a liar. You do know what to do because the scripture says you can do all things through Christ. Scripture says if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask God. It's another scripture. I know some preachers don't like this because some people go too far with it. But it says you really don't need another man to teach you. It says because the Holy Ghost in you can teach you all things. There's another scripture. You have an anointing from the Holy One and you know everything. See, and so it's not until you accept what that says that you will begin to walk in that. Well, I don't know everything. There you go again, right there, bam. Okay. It is amazing to me, 50% of the questions that people ask me, as they start asking it in my mind, I'm like, I have no idea what this answer, but is by the time they get to the period, just like in the matrix, the answer comes. So one of the reasons why it seems like I have this great wisdom It's not because I'm so smart. It's because I have the privilege of listening to the Holy Spirit speak through me answers for you. And that gives me wisdom. Only reason why I have a certain amount of wisdom when it comes to dream interpretation is because I've learned it by listening to everybody else's dreams. And then the Holy Spirit will give interpretations. So that's how wisdom is gained. So which which will help you understand why now when pastors get in pride and arrogance, God will destroy them because he's like, dude, everything you said came from me. Everything you learned came from me. And now you're going to take credit for it and think you better than somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. So. 
if you're a first-time visitor, this is normal, but not normal at the same time. So, you know, you don't never know what you're going to get when you come up in here. Um, you know, I'm going to encourage you all to pray this week. I'm going, many of you may have watched it, many of you may not have watched it, some of you might have heard it about this. Uh, I hate to say this, I keep feeling like Eddie Long with these. My sleeves, they keep rolling up. Y'all remember Eddie Long used to wear the muscle shirts, trying to show his muscles. I'm not saying anything against him, that was just his style. My wife hated his style. She, she, we used to watch Eddie Long years ago, and he used to wear the muscle shirts with a vest on. <laughs> It's like, what does a muscle? Hey, some people got their own style. Some of y'all got some styles that other people will say is weird. God wasn't mad at them. Look, if you think you look cool with a muscle shirt on and a, t- and a vest from a three-piece suit, be my guest. God does not have a problem with that. Your congregation might think you're crazy. So it, it keeps rolling up and it keeps making me feel like, you know. You know what's so cool, y'all? I was telling somebody yesterday. That church was never supposed to be this thing where a pastor stood up and gave a sermon. You know, it really was supposed to be something where we come, we worship the Lord together, we learn together, we transpire with one another. And, and that's why what that's our by the way, our new tagline is our results are different. That's you that's what we're pushing now with our literature, our videos, you know, people are not gonna like that. That's all right. Okay, but that's our tag is our results are different. One of the reasons our results are different is that when we talk to people, we preach to people, we it's more like a, you know, like two guys going down. And, you know, if if, if I sat down with Albert and we went out to lunch and 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 he wanted some counseling or whatever, and we went out to lunch at a hamburger place or whatever, you know, I wouldn't sit up there with some notes and pull out a sermon and, you know, change the inflection of my voice and all that type of stuff. You know, we would, I would, if I'm trying to help him, I would talk to him. I would share certain scriptures. I would use examples. You know, we might be laughing. We might get off track for a second and be laughing about some foolishness we saw on TV, you know. And so that's one of the reasons why Jesus was all over the place. When you study Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, it seemed like over here he'd be here and then he'd jump over here and next moment he healed somebody. Next moment he was going off on somebody and uh, it was just amazing. So that's the reason why I don't have a problem doing those things from the podium. Um, people have made it a little too deep, you know, but um, but let me go back to what I was saying. So pray for these proceedings because uh, I, I watched it Thursday, um, this lady accusing this judge. And uh, I am in agreement with uh, a lot of people in that. Uh, number one, what you are watching is not a war over uh, him being confirmed when it comes to this judge that Donald Trump suggested. You're not watching a war over him being confirmed. What you are watching is an invisible war over the enemy trying to make sure that abortion stays in place. Because in order for the dark side to be empowered, the number one thing that they need is blood. You talk to any witch, any witch will tell you what gives them their powers is blood. That's why we're going to be praying about Halloween. Around Halloween, we don't celebrate Halloween. Now, I don't judge you. If you want to do that, that's fine. I don't celebrate things that I've had to cast out of people because all of these all of these Halloween creatures that people celebrate the, 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 the demonic realm. Uh, they pretend like they are those beings. You know, we have a, you have parents in here right now that um, and now I'm not saying you can't go to, you know, you know, Florida, you know, and see the little dolphins, you know, but um, but there is something called a dolphin spirit. And this child, you know, revealed him, revealed to the parents that this thing was appearing and it looked like a dolphin. And it was actually bark marks on the child's, you know, thing. These things are beyond real. And of course, you know, we've been dealing with this every week. But uh, but you're looking at that. And so so uh, but many children go kidnapped around the world around Halloween because the celebration of it is what empowers it and gives them more ability to, you know, anything you come in agreement with, you lose its power. And so, uh, so we have to pray about those things. So that's what you're really, 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 really seeing. The fact that this, uh, in case you don't know now, um, you know, to see, let me say something, y'all. Let me say something. I'm going to be really, really nice. How many of you know that all races have problems? Would y'all be in agreement with that? Would you agree 
okay, that in the black community that we have problems that are greater than other races, okay? There are other races that have problems greater than ours, okay? For example, in the Arab race, okay, one of the greatest problems that they have is the men that are sucked into the whole ideology of killing folk because they don't agree with your religion. So all races sin in the same areas, and some races sin more or have bigger problems in certain areas. It's not because of their race. It's because the races have separated themselves from one another. So, so you know, so in the African-American circles, they have certain issues that are greater than others. And there's a huge amount of wickedness right now in the black community. And the other races are now being pulled into it because of the black people that are doing it. Particularly with music, 89%. It's like something like 85, 89% of uh, black music is purchased by non-blacks. And so, if they, so that's why you talk to the police officers. They said what used to be a problem in the black community, they say now it's a problem in the white and the Asian community and the Mexican community. And the crazy part is, uh, is the, 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 the Mexican group, uh, I'll talk to my, well, I won't mention his name, but the, the Mexican groups and the, he said the Croatian, I think he said Croatian, Al, no, Albanian and Russian groups, he said those are the ones that are the most violent. Yeah. He said, he said, when they have to do raids on, on particularly them Russians and some of those Mexican groups, you know, he said, the black guys, they're just running down the street trying to hold up their pants. You know, the, the Mexican guys, they just come out, kill me. He said, but the, but the Russian guys, this, I'm talking about the United States. I ain't talking about over there. I'm talking about in the United States. He said, the Russian guys, they come out more like they are the military. He said, they got, they got guns that we don't have. So we have to come correct with them. We have to come like an army. And we have to kind of even stretch the law a little bit when it comes to that type of stuff because they will kill us and they do not care. They are very violent. So anyway, come on, Jesus, where am I at? Where am I at? Um, so I still don't know where I am. <laughs> say what? There. Thank you, Jonathan. OK, so different races. So I said a lot to say when I am making this statement, it is not because I am more for any other party than any other one. OK. I'm not making that statement. I don't want people thinking that because I make this statement about one party that I'm just all, oh, it's because you're totally against me. No. I'm going to tell y'all something as a pastor, as a man of God, and as a Christian. There is another level of wickedness that is going through the Democratic Party right now. We're not talking about what they vote on. We're not talking about all the I did, I did, no, we ain't talking about it. I'm telling you there is something that is in the Democratic Party that is evil, that is working at a very high level to destroy this nation. Am I saying the Republicans are right about everything? Absolutely not. But what I am saying is there are certain things that if you embrace it, it turns you into evil. And one is abortion. Another one is homosexuality. Okay, I understand people struggle with different things like that. But when you embrace those things and you try to promote it to the point where you will actually, you know what? Devon and I talk about this all the time. I know I just interrupted myself. <laughs> My wife told me I got to work on that, and I do. But Devon and I talk, probably one of the biggest conversations that Devon and I have every week is the blindness of not the world, the blindness of Christians who say, homosexuality and abortion, that ain't no big deal. And, 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 and it's, it's baffling. I had somebody text me yesterday, another gentleman. He said, I don't understand the blindness that is on Christians right now. I said, I do. It's because they're Christians. don't mean that you're walking with the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Monday, you're a sinner. You dress like a nerd. Tuesday, you give your life to Christ. Did that mean you had the ability to know how to dress? No, it just means that you accepted the Lord as your, Christ, as your Lord and Savior. So you becoming a Christian doesn't mean that you see correctly. It just means you see correctly in regards to your eternal salvation. And that just opened up the door. That's why the Bible says after that, you got to renew your mind. So I watched it. I watched it Thursday from 4 o'clock to about 7.30 straight. And... Um, and um, I have never seen anything. Nothing like that, by the way, has happened in politics before. Many of you didn't watch it. There are some senators, they just flat out lost it. I've never seen. Now, granted, 
Let me say something, because I know some people, I'm going a little easy, because I'm not going to talk long, I don't think. Uh, I understand. Ladies, how many of you would agree, and men, that women have been on the back end of injustice from the beginning of time? There are some things that have changed in America when it comes to women. Around the world, there are some places where nothing has changed. Okay, I never forget years ago when our church went over to India to minister at this place to train some pastors. They show up at the airport, and all the pastors showed up with their wives, right? So, 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 it's a culturally Pakistani men always walk like this with their hands behind their back. Okay, so they're at the airport, and they said, "Explain to us why they made the wives get the luggage." Wives carrying the luggage. Somebody like, now, oh, I would have took that luggage and slammed it right over the top of his head. Get your own luggage. No, you get it. Well, guess what? Looks like you. Okay, anyway. Okay, so, so they had to train these guys. Look, according to the word, this is not how you treat women. You know, so this is a lot of culture in India, Pakistan, um, um, Middle East. Um, y'all know. Yeah, Africa. Thank you. It's deep because it's bad in Africa, but it's still not as bad as it is in the Middle East. Middle East tends to be, in Pakistan, India, it tends to be the worst. Okay. So anyway, so there's a huge amount of injustice. And so unfortunately, as a result of that injustice and women being looked at differently than God created them, they, women have been treated like second-class citizens. They have been treated like dogs. Um, you, you see it in the scripture when, you remember the woman that was caught in adultery? Y'all remember that? Okay. Um, and, and all of the men brought the woman, but they left the man. Some suspect that they left the man because they were friends with the man. Others suspect that they left the man. Others suspect that, that when remember Jesus said, oh, y'all judgmental like that? Any of y'all that have never seen, you pick up the first rock. Some even believe that some of the religious guys were some of the ones that slept with the girl. Anyway, that's why they wanted her to be killed. So she won't tell on us. Hey, y'all, I'm just... This stuff is not, Bible says there's nothing new underneath the sun. That's called, wait a minute, that term, the good old boys club, ain't, that's been around since the beginning of time. Okay, so I understand all of that. The only problem with it is that when that has happened so much to women and, and so many men have lied about it. So many men have covered it up. So many men, so many, that's countless, y'all know that. The problem is, is that if you do have an innocent man, it's just as bad as if you did it to a woman. And so this thing, I'm going after this man, because see, I knew, let me tell you something, they let the lady go first, and this is what everybody believes. Everyone believes that something actually happened to this woman. That's what everybody believes. But the sad part is, is that even some, even half the Democrats know that they're lying. It's just a few that are promoting this because it's become a political, f like what, like one senator said. He said this has become an intergalactic freak show. That's what he said. Um, it they have broken almost every rule. It was because I, I watched it. I watched when because I knew something was up when Kavanaugh got in the seat and the anointing came upon me. I said, oh, Jesus, he just gave me that sign. Oh, Lord. And to watch them try to destroy that man and start. To, let me tell you something. I knew they were in trouble when he said, well, y'all said I was there. He said, my daddy taught me to t keep a meticulous calendar. He said, it is so meticulous that back then, if I skipped a workout, I wrote it down. He said, according to my calendar, I was not there. See, so that's how he started out. So when they saw when they saw this man had this. Now, the reason I'm watching this is because as I'm watching this, the Lord is telling me, sharpen your swords, because what you see come from him will eventually come for you. Let me tell you right now, though. I'm going to make this pre-announcement. So I'm letting you know right now. OK, any woman or man or child that will ever accuse me of something like that, unless the Holy Spirit restrains me, what you will hear come out, of my mouth, come out of my mouth is, you will be dead in 30 days by the anointing until you repent of what you just said. That's what you will hear. That's how Oedipo rose. 
you accuse a Utapo or something like that. He said, fine. Matter of fact, it was a, he was holding a meeting at a, at a, at a they had to rent this years ago, he had to uh, uh, hold a meeting at a hotel, big meeting, and there was a Muslim that owned the hotel. And when the Muslim found out after this thing started, when he found out that, oh, these are some Christians, and y'all in here casting on demons and all that stuff, he said, oh, no, we canceled the contract, so they came and told Oedipo. He said, go back and tell the gentleman he'll be dead in three days. Now, the sad part is, is that they know when he says that, it actually comes to pass. Just like the three robbers that came up on his church property and stole some cars. He announced out of the pulpit. If them cars are not returned in a week, all three men will drop dead. Uh, witnesses said one guy was standing next to the tree and when the seven days ended, he just slumped over him. Pastor right here. Uh, uh, y'all don't know the testimony of um, the church here. We shared a building with Pastor Tony. He's a white gentleman. Solid, solid guy. And how we're just talking freely today. Can I just talk freely? You know, you know how you have Thanksgiving dinner and you planned on playing cards when you end up having a meeting and you got to know this type of stuff. This is called life. That's why Jesus, all, y'all notice Jesus always told stories. So how his church became multicultural is that he took over that church years ago and it was all white. And he said, he said he didn't know after the Lord had him take over the church that he said, these must be the grandmothers and grandfathers of the Ku Klux Klan. He said, cause these people were straight racist. And so, so he moved over to this location, and this is a lesson for some of you to trust God, particularly for you that may even be in real estate looking for a home. They needed another location. He said he drove, he has to drive past this spot on the way home. He drove past this building for 12 months and never saw it. 12 months. And he said after 12 months, he said, now mind you, he's praying for another building. And he said, after 12 months, he's sitting at the light. And he said, the Holy Ghost said, look over to the right. There's your new building. So he looked over. He was like, that? He's like, yeah. So he went over there, started shouting before he even signed anything. Well, the reason why God didn't show him the building for 12 months is because uh, for that 12 months, the company that owned the building was going bankrupt. So had he, had he got it 12 months prior, he would have paid $1.5 million. Because 12 months went by, he got it for 500000 See? That's what I mean. Wait, y'all. The Lord heard your humble cry. He saw your tears and he said he will give you the desires of your heart. We know all that. But when God does something, he wants to give you the best. And in order for you to get the best, sometimes you got to wait. There will always be another opportunity. There will always be another building. There will always be another house. There will always be another business. There will always be another car. Quit believing them used car salesmen. This is the last deal today, sister. If you don't take this, oh, it will never come around again. You, as my grandma would say, you are lying. The truth ain't in you. When I was growing up as a kid in Detroit, they had this business called, it was a carpet company. Some of y'all from Detroit remember Clyde Carpet. Want to know what's interesting about Clyde Carpet? About every three months, you saw a commercial that said, Everything, y'all they talk, everything is 60 to 70 percent off. The manager overstocked again, and we must get rid of this inventory immediately. So the same commercial for about 20 years. Can I ask you a question? If you were the CEO of a company and the manager kept doing this every three months, would you continue to hire and keep the manager? No, you'd fire his man. It's a gimmick. It's always, see, your inability to understand the creative nature of God and how when your time comes, if it does not exist, he will create it and make it appear in the planet. Any of you ever been in a situation where they created a job for you? And I see that was the Lord's hand saying, no matter if it doesn't exist. What do you mean? I'm the creator. See, and that's the thing is, see, what? When God said, let there be light and he created everything, he did things in such a way by which that creative nature is still going on right now. God is still creating. He can, y'all, let me tell you something. And when God does a thing, he can do a thing in such a way when he makes it appear, you thought it was there from birth. I mean, y'all got to, you got to start tapping into and trusting in the creative nature of your heavenly father. Quit calling him God all the time. Call him your heavenly father because that's who he is. He's God to the sinner and father to the sons and the daughters. I want to leave y'all out. When I say sons, I mean daughters too. Has some equal opportunity up in this piece. Okay. So 
All right, so where was I at? Yes, okay. I don't know where I <laughs> What's funny is, is when I think I'm back, no, no, no. Oh, yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> See, that's the numbers man and the businessman. He always keeping everything on track. How do you know? If anybody knows where to go, it's Jonathan. He always knows. Okay, so anyway, so yes, he got to church. And um, and long story short, the church began to become multicultural. And so other, you know, blacks and um, people from other, you know, Mexicans started joining the church. And then naturally they assimilate into the congregation because once they feel welcome, they're like, oh, it's the same like anything else. So he said that some of the uh, people had joined the choir. Well, he said there were these two white men who sat in the back of the sanctuary. And he said they would on Sunday mornings hurl the N-word at the ladies in the service while they're singing in the choir. And so, now this is the deep part. Wait. So he said, now if you know Pastor Turner, he, he's like, you know, matter of fact, his, if you ever see the governor of the state of Georgia and, and you see the police officer standing next to him, yeah, that's Pastor Tony's son, okay? Yeah, his boys all work for the popo, as they say. Yeah, they... I got lots of relationships with cool people. Tell you not let Armageddon come. I got lots of folks I can call. Anyway, so he said the Lord told him, don't address it yet. Don't address it yet. Wait to address it. So he said this went on. Can you imagine having a service and people using, you know what I'm saying? Because they raised it. And so he said, ooh, he said that thing. And so he said one day he heard the Holy Ghost said, today is the day. Get him. He said in front of everybody, he jumped off the pulpit, ran in the back and said, God will kill both of y'all immediately if you don't repent. The next day, both of them went in the hospital. Both of them. One of them fell off a truck. Both of them in the hospital. He had to go visit them in the hospital two, three days later. And watch this. He said, do y'all know why y'all in here? Yes. Why? Because we two old racist sinners. See, but let me tell you something. <laughs> y'all, you can't make this stuff up, y'all. Oh, y'all preachers got stories for days. So, but, but see, you can do that, though, as a pastor when you clean. If you half-stepping, you're not allowed to do that because you do it wrong way. See, if you half-stepping, you just do it because you're angry. But when you clean, when you clean, you wait on the Lord because you understand, I, or I have to wait because this is not my ministry in the first place. If, it, if it's my ministry, I got to address it immediately because you're making me look bad. But if it's the Lord's ministry, I don't care. Uh, see, see, the, see the wisdom of that? Okay, so now if you say anything about a black, white, Chinese, Russian, anything, those two white dudes will be the ones who will cut your throat. Because they actually got delivered. They realized they were two racist sinners, okay, et cetera, et cetera, and they got delivered. So, All right. Back to the whole judge thing. So I said all of that to say, unfortunately, um, the same spirit, when women were treated this way in society, it was the men who did it and sometimes women who helped. Let me, side note, one of the things you have to be careful of today with kidnapping is not the men, it is the women that they use to befriend the woman and then invite them to a party. Okay. And for the men, that's what you got to be very, very careful of. Okay. I told you, oh Lord, I'm going to come back to the story. Y'all remember where I am? Cause you know, we always have new people. Don't trust nothing. Not ace. Okay. I don't care. You know, I have an older son, so I'm, he can count himself. I still have a younger son. He goes to the bathroom. If he goes to the bathroom by himself. I'm just sitting there waiting, right. you know, because they more and more. I mean, I just saw something in the news. Um, at a fast food restaurant, boy went in the bathroom and got hand up in there with an adult dog and they're trying to molest him. So every, anytime my kids go someplace, I go, I, I, I lock myself out of the natural and I go within. How do I feel as long as I can't see them? How do I feel? So food court at a mall, teenage girl, mom going to the bathroom, fine, right there. Okay, girl doesn't come back. Okay, long story short, she goes looking for the girl. She's not in the bathroom. Okay, running down the mall, sees, she's on the upper level, sees on the lower level her, her daughter 
being carried out the building by two other girls. What they did was she went in there and they were waiting and they drugged the girl so that she was coherent enough to walk, but she was so incoherent that she couldn't really speak. They got special drugs that can cut your speed off, speech off. Okay, and so, so she ran down there and was able to holler and scream at the last moment. There was already a car waiting at the curb. See, and so, so you, have to be, you have to be watchful. You have to do, you got to do all of this type of stuff. And so stuff like, see, and so I go with him because I'm telling you right now, I don't care if you're male, female. If I had been carrying that day, I'm putting two bullets in your kneecaps. Just, please go have to ask me questions later. You try to kidnap my cat, I'm just letting you know. Ain't gonna be no speaking in tongues. Ain't gonna be, you know, I plead the blood of Jesus against you in scriptures and I'm a man with a D on the end to sound deep. Of God, no! <laughs> You're gonna remember this moment for the rest of your life. So, if you're a first-time visitor, I'm violent when it comes to stuff like that. I'm a very peaceful man. <laughs> Tell you, I will set it off. I will set it off over some kids. You know, and, it's the, I, I'm, and I'm letting everything. Yes, I do carry a weapon, but it's funny. I do it based on how I feel. For a whole year, I never even touched the thing. I used to carry it all the time. Then for a whole year, I just set it in the drawer and just left it there. And then one day, I got ready to leave the house, and it just popped up in my mind. So I start carrying it, and I carry it off and on, depending on how I feel, where I'm going. I mean, it's, there are times I go out at nighttime, and I don't care. There are times I go out at 12 o'clock in the afternoon, and I carry it. It just all depends. As this goes along, I'm realizing this is not the type of sermon that people come to church, but, but there's some good stuff in there. I'm just giving y'all, I'm just keeping it real. Thank you. Thank you, sister. I sure appreciate Taylor. Yeah, but y'all, because, see, let me tell you something. If you can't go to church and hear stories about how you're supposed to carry yourself every single day, why are you going there? Teach these little dry things, five steps. To, ain't no five steps to how to have a go, no good life. If you do try to step, something's going to happen, and now you need another step. Okay, five steps to how to have a good life. Okay, now I need three more steps about what happens when I tried the five steps and they didn't work. No five steps. You got to do the best you can. Chase God. Do the right thing. Learn how to save money. Stop acting stupid. All of that. Because that's life. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Trying to hear all of that mess. See, see, I'm the type of individual. Look, I'll go go visit church all the time. I used to go visit churches all the time. Maybe we're just having a fun family meeting today. But I used to go visit churches all the time. Y'all stay there to the end, not me. Nope, this is some dry mess. I got to go. Wow. I, this is no exaggeration. I went to visit one church. It is no, this is no lie. This is no lie. I opened the doors to the sanctuary, and a tambourine was flying across the room. <laughs> Turn right back around. Not today. I'm not in the mood. Y'all be playing too much. Thinking God is mad at you. He didn't ask you to go to that church, so if you want to leave, that's on you. Anyway. <laughs> okay, so, so the same spirit that used men to destroy women, um, now that you have so many women that are broken, have been violated, have been molested, been raped, been done wrong, so now that unforgiveness and that anger and that, that's in them, now the enemy is turning, and now he's getting ready to use the women to destroy innocent men. Okay? That's, you know, this, be careful with this stuff like Me Too movement, okay? I understand that. But, but to, uh, to start accusing, and, and what they're going after is there, there is a women's movement, and it is huge, that they want to make it seem like all men are dogs. All men are capable of sexual assault. All men are like that. So what they do is they look for the pure. They look for the innocent. They look, and let me tell you this, if you're a man and you did that and you just repent of it, ask God to forgive you. And sometimes you may need to call the young lady and ask for forgiveness. Okay. That's what you do. God, look, there are men that have done that. And if you, if you truly repent, God will cleanse you of all unrighteousness. Saul was killing folk and putting folk in jail and he got saved in one day and started saving the very folk that he was killing. You understand what I'm saying? Well, God ain't no small sins, big sins. God would have said, watch this as grotesque what Hitler did. If that man had to repent it. Would have went right up, you would have went right upstairs to heaven and seen that man with a little crazy mustache. Okay? But he didn't, so whatever. Okay, so, and so that's what you see now is that this movement, and they have lawyers with them, and they look for the pure, innocent men who said, I've never done that. 
Well, we have to change that narrative and make it seem like all men do that. And so to see how they will grossly just invent lies and come up with stuff. And even with this gentleman, Kavanaugh, how as the longer this went on, they got the first woman. And so now they found two other women, supposedly, if this is a lie. And the third one that they found, the time, the New York Times wouldn't even today. Yeah, y'all went too far on this one. And, and, the, and the lawyer that's that is uh, defending the, the, the stripper. Who says she might run for office one day. You okay, be my guest. You go ahead and try that and see how that's what the Holy Spirit is telling you. You roll with that. Okay. And so now he said that they found another woman that said that they watched this man um, because he gang raped a lot of women. What? Okay. So, you know, let me tell you something. Don't y'all think. Now, granted, you can always be wrong. But when you have a man that says, I kept a meticulous calendar. When you have a man that says, um, have signatures from 65 women from my high school who all said, oh, this man couldn't have done that. He said, all of the women that I work that work for me, he said, if I do go into the judge or the, um, the position as Supreme Court judge, I will be the first one that goes in there that had an all female team. Uh, I mean, the, the, the dude is just and one of the things that he said, he said, I didn't grow up with a sister. And I always wanted one. He said, that's where my respect for women comes from, because I always wanted a sister. So all of the women that worked around him said, nope, it is impossible for this one to do something like that. And he has the calendar to prove it. And then all of the individuals who were at the party said, I want at that party. All of them. And to see what they did on Thursday, they said, oh, since you have evidence, we're going to go into a different mode. And it's just and and so they so the reason why it's delayed is because they want to they're not, not telling you this, but they want to delay it so that they can look for more people. What they want to do is put doubt into your minds, because let me tell you something. They said this up front when Donald Trump mentioned the man's name. They said, oh, we're going to oppose him when they mentioned his name. They said, oh, no, we will oppose him by any means necessary because this is what they said, because this man will probably try to overturn Roe versus Wade, which is making it legal to do abortion. So and, and so, look, let me tell you something. And whether you like Trump or not, whether you like him or not, hey, um, this issue over abortion that he changed, many people see that as a light thing. That is not a light thing. Let me tell you, there are three things that he did in spite of whatever else. You know, can I say something for a second? You know what appalls me more than anything else? Is everybody being an expert. You can't run your dang household. All these people on social media commenting on Russia. You know what about Russia now? They commenting on the Russian collusion. Stop. Stop. How about the collusion between you and your husband? How about that, Jesus? How about the collusion between you and your relatives that you have not forgiven? How about the collusion between the credit card companies that's calling you trying to get their money? How about that collusion? You worried about Russia? And the only thing you know about Russia is that they drink a lot of vodka. Talk about them racial issues. That's when this is Russia. Is they got this, uh, and 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 by and by culturally, Russian people always have a look of depression. Just just culture. That's just the culture. They always look like they're depressed. The largest church in Russia, by the way, is pastored by a black guy. Go look it up. Largest church. You look at our audience. You see all of these twenty thousand Russians. <laughs> And he's the one that's a pastor. See, okay. So just like Paul was sent to the Gentiles, he was Jewish, but he was sent to the Gentiles. Okay, <coughs> excuse me. So the thing is, you all, is that um, I saw. Uh, uh, this is the thing that makes me angry. Um, is people? I saw a guy. This guy is known for this. He just attacks people, and you can see that his life is raggedy. You know. And and he he heard a preacher make one, say one line, and I was like, I don't see nothing wrong with the man said. He heard him say one line, and they go into this judgment. Yeah, he probably this, he's probably that, he's probably this, he's probably that. 
we, we vilify people and we turn them into the devil over statements that you heard that came from other folk. It is amazing to me how people believe what they hear on the news. And I'm telling you right now, CNN, I have never seen something by which 90% of what is said when it comes to politics is fabricated. And then when you do tell them that they're lying, they say, no, no, you lying about us lying. I know some of y'all may not like this, but that's one thing that Donald Trump is saying about CNN when he calls them fake news. He is not exaggerating about that. The problem is people just believe stuff and they particularly believe it if it agrees with how they feel. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And then what happens is is that now, um, and let me tell you something, what is really blowing me away is pastors. And and, uh, look, okay, nobody's right about everything. And I want you know, and I've been if you notice, I haven't been on social media in a few weeks. I haven't made any statements because I'm just like, Lord, I need to wait a second before I come out here and swing these swords, because I'm just like, I want to say so bad. If you worried about pastoring in your little raggedy church the same way you would about what's going on in the White House, maybe things will be different. You'll watch this. Watch this. Jesus said. Believers are speaking tongues. Well, you don't do that. He said you're supposed to cast out demons. You don't do that. He said you're supposed to get people healed. You don't do that. You're supposed to get people delivered. You don't do that. You're supposed to operate in nine gifts of the spirit. You're not doing that. You're supposed to be able to have dreams and visions and interpret them. And you're not doing that. And somehow you're not doing all of that. You qualified to talk about what's going on in the White House? That's how I think. I know people don't like that, but, so, but sometimes people need to feel good about themselves by attacking somebody that's doing something. What is that term? Some people talk about you because they know if they talked about themselves, no one would listen. Y'all crack over that. Okay. So three important decisions that in, in spite of the rhetoric, the you know what? This is the one scripture we are going to read. Let me find this. Thank you. It's up there. I'll read it. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. That wild means trickery, schemes, technologies, plans, blueprints, all of that. For we wrestle not against. And let me tell you something. Hold on, stop. Because I'm going to probably stop with that scripture. The reason why I use the word wrestle is when a fight when, if you ever watch boxing, all it takes of you to knock the person one time, bam. But wrestling goes on for a long time because it's, it's trying to, wrestling has to do with locking you up, entrapment, okay, locks. If, if you ever see UFC, when they wrestle, they, they, they pin you up against the cage and you can't get out. You gotta, you t- wrestling, you gotta lock the person up by entangling them in you. That's what wrestling is. It's not hitting. Wrestling is grabbing your arm and your neck and trying to hold you and twist you and and keep you down. It says we wrestle. That's why some of us keep dealing with the same stuff over and over and over again. And sometimes it doesn't break immediately. The Bible says one angel had to fight a group of demons for 21 days because it was wrestling. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, which is people, but against four classes of demon spirits. Principalities, number one against powers, number two, against the rulers of darkness, number three, of this world, and against spiritual wickedness and high places. Now, the Bible just told all of the Christians that whatever you see in the physical realm, in churches, in families, in politics, and in war, that it is not what you see. It is another realm that is influencing everybody. We read that and go right home And just like that scripture doesn't exist. So those four groups of spirits did not like three decisions that this current president made, because in spite of what you agree with or not, the spiritual realm does not see things the way you do. They don't because they know the truth. They know the real agenda. There are three things that this president did that caused them to activate at an extremely high level. Number one. Bible says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. It says, those that bless Jerusalem, the Lord will bless. Those that curse Jerusalem, the Lord, the Lord or Israel, the Lord will curse. 
first thing is, is when he said this stuff about treating Jewish people as second-class citizens, it's going to stop day one. When Satan heard that, he said, oh, no, got to kill him. Hey, they're moving that embassy. The last three presidents said they were going to move the embassy to Jerusalem, but they couldn't take the heat of the pressure. Whether you like Donald Trump or not, how many of you know? That man does not care. That dude don't care about... This wants to be strange. The only people he seems to care about is the Christians. That's not a lie, because I'm the only ones he seemed to listen to. Y'all know this, okay? So, but that man to go on Twitter, bam, how you think about that? <laughs> Next day, they will talk about him like a dog. What he'll do, bam, there's an addendum. <laughs> Part two, man don't care. That's, that's a dangerous thing. When you got a man in office that don't, that, that let me tell you something. Now one thing, I, we're not talking about whether he right or wrong, all that type of stuff, we got all that all day long. But one thing I do like about Donald Trump is that this dude got spine. He ain't no punk. And that's what scared them is that when he ran on his own money, he can't be bought. He ain't no punk, okay? I'm not saying any other president was a punk. I'm just saying this one is on a higher level of non-punctivity than the other ones. (laughs) I just, I felt it coming on. I just had to go ahead and just let it out, Jesus. Come on. Oh, my wife would be cringing right now. And I don't even, even want to look Bollard's way. I know she's like, this boy right now need to come to my class through the week. Let's oh, be coming up with stuff. Okay. The sad part is if you listen to Bishop Oedipo, he does that constantly. He just creates his own words. If I feel like saying it, it's a word to me. So anyway, so the Israel thing. And then the second thing is the very Christians that are attacking Donald Trump don't know that he has put measures in place to protect us more than the last five presidents put together. That is not an exaggeration. Most Christians do not know that. It's the first things that he did was the Jerusalem issue, the Christians issue, and this issue of abortion. Those are the top three most important things to God. It is the top three. It is the top three. I'm not saying whether, you know, you're a fool if you think Donald Trump is perfect. We can look at his hair just to determine that, okay? That's just me making fun of style. You know, I make fun of style. I'm sure I look goofy with some stuff too, you know. (laughs) But the lesson that needs to be learned is is if you look at things from the flesh side, if you look at it from what it looks like, if you look at it from what he says and what other people say, you will be dead wrong. Because you only must look at it from what is the agenda in the realm that cannot be seen. What is that agenda? Okay. And unfortunately, um, and let me say, let me say something, you all. I had zero plans about going down, down this path. You're a first time visitor. I always carry myself in such a way where if you disagree with me, I have no problem with that. It's not that deep. Well, it is that deep, but if you disagree with me, it's not the end of the world. You're not about to lose your blessing and, and God is going to turn a blind eye to you now because you disagree with what the minister said. So let me ask you a question. How many believe that Donald Trump has said some things that have been rude? My favorite one is when he called the lady Pocahontas. That was, that was a classic right there. That's just call a woman Pocahontas. Okay, rude. Can I ask you a question? Uh, how many of y'all have said some stuff that has been rude? Thing, who said, who said, I should give her a microphone. Crazy. How many of you said some crazy stuff? Okay, let's try this. How many of y'all have used profanity before since you've been a Christian just because somebody cut you off in traffic? Okay, this, let, let me watch this. It's either, we, we're, not talking about, we're not talking about the church of Lucifer. We're talking about the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Some of y'all didn't cussed at folk. Oh, my God. Then you prayed for him after you cussed at him. Oh, I'm sorry, Jesus. I just bless him, Lord. Just reverse what I just said. Some of y'all gave him a certain finger. Some of you honked a horn at him. Some of you tailgated him and chased him down the street like they the police. This is off somebody cutting you off. And, now, mind you, you're doing that. Can I, just for a show, I'm going to just look at this black chair and just pretend like it's somebody sitting there because I don't want to look at the audience. But now, how many, most, of, not, not most, all of you have done that in some form or fashion. Would you, would you say that? Okay. 
But let me ask you another question. Would you agree that all of you have cut someone off in traffic before? Oh, the hands didn't go up that time, Jesus. They're like, oh, no, brother, I have to think about that. I don't know, because I'm such a clean driver, and I obey the speed limits at all time, and when I see the police, I put my seatbelt on and, and, and stuff like that. Here's the sad part about this. One thing I do know beyond the shadow of a doubt. Everything that people are saying right about Donald Trump is not true. A whole bunch of stuff that they're saying wrong about him is not true. And I do know that God does not use people because they are perfect. If that was the case, we can charge this close right now, starting with me. God uses people who will do his will. Sinner or not, righteous or not, mature Christian or not, speaking in tongues or not. God is looking for who is available. And that's the reason why sometimes you have a problem with who he uses. Because one, this is something the Holy Spirit brought to my attention. He said, one of the passages, one of the patterns in scripture is that the people never embraced who the Lord picked. They didn't even embrace Jesus. That's why the Jewish people killed him. The Bible says Jesus' own family members didn't believe in him. When God picked Moses, Moses said, them people are not going to believe that I'm the one. They're going to reject me. So the Lord said, do a couple of magic tricks for them then, and then they'll follow you. And then after he did that, they followed him and fought him for 40 years. They fought Moses' leadership so hard that the meekest man in the planet ended up making a mistake and could not go into the promised land. See? So, so I didn't mean to share any of that. I just I knew it was going to be free talk. I've said a lot of things. But y'all, I'm going to encourage you to do something. And that is, from a natural point of view, if you watch the news, I want you to learn to do something. I want you to look, I want you to constantly look at what CNN says and then constantly listen to what Fox News says. Listen to both sides, number one, to begin to get a little bit of balance, number one. Uh, number two is that I'm encouraging you to not judge things because of what other people are saying. Because most people are wrong and have no idea what they're talking about. And that's the ones that are standing up here. There's a book that I told people to read and most people won't read it because they know, unfortunately, because of how I carry myself, there are people that if they don't like the things that I say, when I tell them to do something, they won't do it because they know they're gonna get smacked in the face. Because when I say stuff, you ain't gonna never find me wrong about stuff like this because I have done more than enough research. I didn't ask the Holy Ghost to show me. I didn't got dreams and visions, all that. I haven't even shared that type of stuff with you. But that book called The Paradigm. How many read that book so far? Paradigm. I was with Eric when he was reading it. We were at a, at a, a race and he just kept closing the book, just shaking his head. Mm, mm, mm. I had another single girl. She just read the book. She said, I ain't never read nothing like that before in my life. Okay? And it's deep because nobody talks about it in the media. If you can read that book and say, that that man is not supposed to be in the White House is something wrong with your mind. That is the honest to God truth. That's the scariest thing I've ever read in my life. The Bible says that which has been is that which will always be. And to see, and to see literally every detail and aspect of it, to see President Clinton, Mrs. Clinton, President Bush, Obama, Osama bin Laden, and, see, and, and Trump, and Vice President Pence, to see them right in the Bible, if you put their names there, it's scary. Because Bible already told you, everything repeats itself, just with different characters. Bible said God knows the end from the beginning. Okay, so I'm just encouraging you to pray this week. Look, some things, sometimes the muddy is so, sometimes the water is so murky that all you can do is say, Lord. I don't know what is the truth. I'm just praying for your will to be done. Okay. But don't be so quick to, because right now, um, in a general sense, many races are quick to protect their own in spite of if it's wrong or not. And that's a big issue, particularly with um, blacks and Mexicans right now is because See, when you've been on the blunt end of injustice for so long, 
what happens is you don't know when you're supposed to over when you're supposed to compensate and go back. Okay, and so and so what's going on right now is is that is you know that's why you got all of these racial movements. You know, my daughter has had to deal with this on her campus. These black black Hebrew movements and stuff like that, and 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 she ran into some group and 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 it's because it's spiritual folk. Same spirit that used to be on the Ku Klux Klan. Well, guess what? The Ku Klux Klan has pretty much been dismantled. Well, guess what? When they become dismantled, the spirit got to start with another group. So it's the same spirit that was on them that is now on the black community. And so now you have these movements within the black community. One of them is the black Hebrew saying that if you're not black, you're the devil. And black people are the chosen people of God. Everybody is the chosen person of God. God just creating other races because he just felt like creating something else that was stupid. That's the craziest thing in the world. But see, at one point it was white people are the ones. Now, now it's flipping. No black people are the ones. So the group that she ran into, they told her that if your father is not black, you cannot go to heaven. This is how crazy these people are. And, and, and they seem like they are eloquent. And it's only because they sit up and they study the Bible in such a way to confuse you and mess you up. I don't need to study the Hebrew doctrine and black Hebrews and the white Hebrews and the Chinese Hebrews and whatever other Hebrew is alien Hebrews. I don't need to study none of that. I just need to stay in my word because since it's the truth, no matter what deception you come at me with, I'm going to still kill you with half my brain cut off. Sorry. Okay, so, but that's, that's, that's why. And, 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 and at this point, you all, at this point, it is so crazy out here. That everybody is like losing their mind. When you, when you, how many, how many know you? By the, how many know? By the time you go on one person's thread on social media and discuss a thing, you didn't got you didn't either left social media crying, cussing, confused, ready to set it off. You, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just everybody just fighting each other, and it's and, and all of us being played as uh, as puppets. So. Let me just read these in this.